0: Study, study called Hearing God. Say that with me, please. Come on. Hearing God. And protecting your future. <laughs> the protecting your future is part of what we're going to talk about in the coming, coming months. Because I believe that's, that, that's something that just becomes really clear to you when you get to be my age. Did you protect your future? Did you save some health? Did you save some money? Did you think about yourself? And some of you said, not, not too well, but that's not today's subject. But I wanted to put that thought in your mind because I'll be talking down the road about your future and how you protect that. But today we're going to talk about hearing God. And of course, I always say this, we answer one question a year because people sometimes just don't remember what you talked about. It's a common thing in church. You know. What do you talk about? I don't know. So the question for the year is, why don't people do what they say they're going to do? Why? Why is it that you promise yourself things that you don't do, promise God things you're going to do, promise people things you're going to do, and you never do it? And all year long I answer that question. Now, a quick way to see it is you go to this is I put it on rickytemple.com. It's a little side website I have. And then I put my little stuff there all the time. I'm about to update my book list and all that stuff is there. But under media and sermons, I list my answer each month to that question with a graphic. And so the, and and by the way, sermons for years, we we got great sermons in archives, but that's just, you can go look at it and see. But anyway, the the answer to the question this month, why people don't do what they say they're going to do, is because they don't hear God. They have a hearing problem. Last month, we talked about going too slow. You never get to where you say you're going to be because you go too slow. Too slow to respond. And so I want to start today or continue our study. Last week I talked about Adam and Eve because I wanted to talk about the first conversation that God had. The very first time God spoke to anybody about anything, he talked about what I called a risk-taking conversation. Can you sit up with me, please? Come on. A risk-taking conversation. He said, hey, Adam and Eve, if you eat this, it's going to be bad. Let me talk to you first. You ever do that with your kids? right? There's a risk if you do this or that. And that conversation... Didn't go, It went well in the beginning, but in the end, they ate the fruit, and so we know what happened. Today, we, we have another conversation, and it's the second big conversation in the book of Genesis, and it's with their son, Cain. God asked them to bring a sacrifice to the Lord. The sacrifice they brought to God was defined very clearly. It needed to be a blood sacrifice, a symbol of your um, need for forgiveness and redemption. Well, Cain decided he was a guy who grew fruit. So he said, no, no, I'm not bringing you that. I'll bring you what I want to. Can you say it with him? He said, I will will give you you what I want to give you. you. Now, let's try this and watch this. Let's see, see how this goes. Your neighbor okay, invites you over to their home. And they say, you'll eat what I put in front of you. But one more time, let's name something, well, not one more time, let's name, name something that you absolutely hate eating on the count of three. You ready? This is something, I mean, you loathe. I'm going to say beets. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say beets, okay? All right? All of you like beets, we're not talking to you today, okay? But I want you to name the food you absolutely would not want to eat at your friend's house on the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, you heard that? You heard all that? Absolutely hate it. And that's what they serve you. And then they look at you and say, you will eat what I put in front of you. I heard the no already, the rebellion, you see? That's what Cain did. We do that with God all the time. We tell him what we will do and we will not do. So, lo and behold, he does. It doesn't go well. And so God tries to have a transparent conversation with him. He sits him down and says, hey, come on. And Cain had an attitude about it. Cain was angry because his offering wasn't received. And he was, And so God does something that's amazing. He has this transparent conversation. Now, that is our goal today. Last week, we talked about risk-taking conversations. Today, we talk about transparent conversations. I did say to you last week, which I thought was interesting, two things that are important whenever you start talking about communicating with God. You have to understand that God doesn't think like you. Isaiah 55, one of my favorite verses, verse 8. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I don't think like you. We don't think alike. Let's be clear that we don't think alike. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, That's to make the point clear to you. So are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. So if you get that down, it's helpful. Then it's the second thing I said to you, Ezekiel 13 and 2, which is one of my favorite verses. Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying. Say to those who prophesy out of their own imaginations, hear the word of the Lord. You can prophesy out of your own mind, the Lord told me, God said this to me, God spoke to me. I heard the Lord say, the Lord said, people who talk like that, it's not God. I'm, I'm sorry, he's just not that casual. He gave you a Bible for a reason. There's a specific reason why he wrote it down, because you know we'll make up stuff. You need a guide. You need some place to plant your feet. And so here you have this incredible conversation with Cain. But before we get to his conversation, I want you to take a step back for a little bit. Can you think of a uh, back to a time when you did not hear God when he spoke to you? Let's see. Who will say what they didn't hear? I couldn't hear God say what? Raise your hand commit your life. I couldn't hear God say don't marry him. Mm, Jesus. Don't marry him. You're right to the point. Pow, right in there. Right, I mean, she didn't wait a minute. She dived right in. Don't marry him. I'm scared to ask why you couldn't hear God, but leave it alone. We're going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you next week why you couldn't hear God. In my sermon, who's playing with my switches? I promise you. I'm going to answer that question. And remind me if I don't. But I, pro- oh, I will. Remind me. I know you will. Remind me. I know you will. All right. S- somebody else. You couldn't hear God say. Come. Don't, buy don't buy that. Don't buy it. And I'll tell you next week why you couldn't hear God say. <laughs> Don't buy that. Switches, pow, something's on. Got you tied up in your head. Mmm, Mr. D, I won't talk about him anymore. We'll stop right there. Mr. D was busy. Genesis chapter 4, verse 6, describes this incredible, transparent conversation God tried to have with Cain. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Man. Now, I want to say this. If you're God, you don't have to have this conversation. You ever had a conversation with somebody, you're trying to talk to them, but you don't have to have it? It don't pay you anything? I get no money for telling you to save your money. I get no money for telling you to drive slower so you don't wreck your car so you'll be walking. I'm, I'm just trying to say slow down. I, I just want you to understand there is no financial benefit for some people to advise you. God is talking to, to Cain. Remember, God says, my thoughts above your thoughts. Why, why are you even wasting your time with, me, with Cain? Because he cares. If you do what is right, verse 7 says, of Genesis chapter 4, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And I want to stop there for a minute because in this conversation with Cain, God is trying to reason with him. If you did what was right, you offered what I told you to offer, we wouldn't have an issue. And so you hear this bleeding heart trying to reach him, uh, but uh, he doesn't respond. You know it's really amazing? There's no response. You ever talk to somebody and they don't say anything? Why did you do that? Why, what What's going on here? You know, I sent you to school, paid for it. You know what I'm saying? You know, mortgaged my life to pay for you to go to school to college. So you can get an advantage. I didn't have, advantage I didn't have. And they're quiet, I don't know. Or oh, they don't even say anything. Just mute. This is a guy who is mute. Absolutely silent. I, I always found that fascinating. But watch what's hap- what happens in verse 8. Cain said to his brother, oh, he does talk to his brother, Abel, whose offering was received because he offered a blood sacrifice. Let us go out into the field. And while they went into the field, Cain attacked his brother, and the first time in the world, he killed his brother. First time a murder was ever done. He killed him. Now, I don't know what the conversation was. Maybe when I get to heaven, I will play it back in the library or something. Look at it. I can imagine, what you mad with me for, bro? He told you what to do. Oh, you get an attitude with me? See, now we, 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 we have switched subjects. This is not about Abel. Abel did what he was told to do. Adam and Eve did what they were supposed to do. You decided, Cain, to get on drugs. You decided to hang with the bang bang group, the gang bangers. You decided to fall in love with Cool Breeze. That's you and Cool Breeze. Why are you mad with me? Why are you mad? Because I won't loan you more money and let you in Cool Breeze and the kids move moving here. Why are you mad with me? I didn't do it. Anybody with me now? I'm trying to understand why you are mad with the instructor because they gave you a test. You were in school. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out why you mad because they call you and say, hi, Mr. So-and-so. Uh, you owe us $4,000 and we're going to garnish you your wages. What? And then you look and all your money zips out of your account and you're, you're You borrowed it. You signed on the line and said, I do hereby promise and I swear as a Christian before God is saved. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Still person. (laughs) To pay for this car I'm driving to church. Hallelujah. And going on revival meetings with I vowed to God. But now you haven't paid and now you're wondering why they took it on that little truck you saw them it off. And you're running behind them praying and speaking in tongues. Too late. Too late. Come on, somebody say preach it. Preach it. I'm telling you like it is. It's the truth. I mean I want you to think about for a minute what you've done with what God has given you. Cain decided to do it his own way. They call it the way of Cain. You said to God, "No, I sleep with who I want to sleep with. I'm in love." Okay. Baby number 1, baby number 2. Getting those special little shots. Because you decided we decided. A lot of this in the world that we want to blame God for, we decided. Breathe in that fog, smog. That's yours. The admission, all that stuff we did to make money, all that stuff we did, we're doing, we're doing it to an environment. You're going outside, you're so hot, so hot. Oh, it's hot, but ain't no such thing as global warming. OK, if you don't believe in it, fine. But I know one thing, it's hotter than it has been. <laughs> I call it what you want to call it. It's hot to me. I may not be, I, may, I don't have to be a scientist to know I'm frying. <laughs> Something going wrong, better figure it out. I, I, I'm just, I'm listen people, I'm just a brother trying to make it here. Now last time we were together I gave you seven examples of how people heard from God and it's in the notes if you got the notes and I'm not going to go over that whole section again, just read it on your own. And I give you, you know, he talks to you through prayer. He talks to you through counsel and all that, counseling. You can read all that on your own. But I want to jump to Cain's conversation. I want to dive a little deeper into that. Listen to verse 6 of chapter 4. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Sin lies at the door. Now, what's interesting, depending on the scholar you read, some people believe that meant a sin offering was at the door. So here's the conversation. Hey, Cain, listen, man. Um, we got a problem here, okay? Let's have a little conversation. Why, didn't you, why are you angry? I'm going to give you a second chance. There's a sin offering right here. I'm going to show I'm gonna, And this, this sin offering, the Bible says, is at the door. And its desire is for you. It's not going to run from you. Go get the lamb, offer it yourself. Let's make this right. You ever had a second chance? Second opportunity? Get out of debt, get free. New life, new beginning. Health is good. You go right back to the same old way. See, Cain wouldn't respond. See, sometimes I think we we believe that people will change because they get a second or third chance. Sometimes they don't want to respond. Cain wanted his way. Cain wanted it his way, and if you want it your way, you can have it your way. God talked to Cain about his abuse, though, in the end, because after he killed his brother, Cain talked with Abel's brother, killed him. And what's was amazing was God asked him, said, Where's your brother? Now that's not in your notes, but if you read the text, you'll see in chapter four. I don't know. Am I, bro- am I my brother's keeper? Famous words. He lied. Or well, now you can talk. Now you have words. And you're going to lie when you speak. Can we be honest? No, no, I mean really honest. Can we have a transparent conversation? Are you sure? How many of you have lied before? Raise your hand. I'm waiting. Look at your neighbor say, raise your hand. Come on, get your hand up. Hand up. There you go, hand down. Now, you know, I love this book, and I don't have this wonderful book on, on why people lie. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I re, I'm always reading the book, right? It's a book, a book <laughs> about everything. And one of the things about, about lying, uh, some, I'm not going to look it up. You know me, I'll look it up. Stop. But one of the things that I think is fascinating is it talks about sometimes you lie to protect yourself, sometimes you lie to protect others. Sometimes it's pride. She went through this long list of reasons why people lie. You see it a lot in our politics today. Even if you know it's not true, you just lie. Lie until you get caught. Then you lie again. There's something about this moment in Cain's life where he's lying and he's not willing to tell the truth. And God punishes him. And when God speaks a word of punishment, listen to this verse 11, what he says. It's amazing. He says, this is what God told him. He said, now you're under a curse, Cain, and driven from the ground. Now, this is what he loved to do. The ground, growing stuff, he was a true garden guy. You know what I mean? He says, you're cursed and driven from the ground, which opens its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Now, I'm going to translate that into your language for a minute. You are a lover. Big on love. Kissing, hugging. If you worship sex, you will lose the joy of it. Oh, yeah. Some of you used to be knockouts. Pow, 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 pow. Everybody wants you you letting everybody know. And I, I mean, if you're honest, I say this is where you act real holy in church. It's fine. So it's look holy. It's all good. But if you offer yourself to, to, to worship that, some of you stuck. He said sex in church. Yeah, I said it. Because you need to think about what I'm saying. You worship. I've seen this. I've seen this over and over again. You get to a place in life where there's no more pow pow. You can't be faithful to anybody. You lust after everybody. You don't see people. The thing that Cain worshiped, the thing that Cain put above God, he lost control of. He said, Now when you work on the ground, it won't nothing's gonna happen. It's gonna be dead. You can go out and you can line up 50 people who've lived this life, this free love life. You are too valuable, too important to God, too big of a creation of God to be thrown around to everybody anytime you feel like it. Come on, give me an amen, somebody. Come on, give me an amen, somebody. I appreciate the five people who clap. Listen. Here's what he said. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. Oh, now you care about the presence of God. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Notice he's not mentioning his brother at all. He didn't say, I'm sorry at all. He's just worried about what's going to happen to him. You know what you're worried about? You ain't got nobody to love. You don't have somebody in your life. You cry about yourself. You, cry, you don't cry. See, notice what's happening. He's living in this selfish place. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about yourself. I'm not saying it's wrong to say I want to be loved. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying sex is bad. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying any of that. I'm simply saying for a moment. In your life, pause. Are you like Cain? It's your way. You're here today. You're watching me today, but you're doing it your way. You could care less about what he wants until there's a consequence. And then you pray. Watch God's grace. This is what's amazing about God. Sometimes you don't know how to repent. Sometimes you don't know what to say. Sometimes, listen to this now, you don't deserve a second chance. But the Lord said to him, not so, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. I'm not going to let anybody hurt you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from, now this is important. After all the talk, after all the grace, after saying I'm going to protect you, Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod. I think the Bible's profoundly dynamic when it says it like like this. He left the presence of God. Why? I would seek the presence of God. How many times has God forgiven you? Let's have a transparent conversation. And you still are leaving his presence, running from him. Verse 13, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you're driving me from the land and I will... Be hidden from your presence. I will be restless wanderer on the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. But God says no. No, you're not. His pride got in the way. His pride ruled the day. He walked away from God. The question is, will you? In our next teaching, I'm going to talk to you about two dynamics. Hearing God when you don't want to and hearing God only during circumstances. There is a profound story of someone who could only hear God when he wanted to. I want you to leave today thinking about that. Am I really willing to hear God? And then I hope you join me for the doubleheader next week because in the 11 o'clock service, I'm going to talk about who is playing with my switches, and I'm going to tie a lot of this all together. Did you learn today? Give God a big hand clap. Praise God. Let's all stand. Father, this hour and 15 minutes has been a great time together. We leave the services now knowing that you've made an investment in us, in your word, and I pray that what we've said has been helpful. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here and you say, Pastor Ricky, I heard the word today, and I want you to pray for me. I don't want to leave the presence of God. I have already left the presence of God. I need God's help. I need God's grace. I want God to help me today. If you're here today and you want me to pray for you, because you want to re-invite God back into your life, re-invite him back into your decision-making, into all of your life. Man. do mm. I want you to look at me before I close this prayer out. Some of us have uninvited God. We've canceled his invitation into our finances, into our life, into our marriage. Have, I want you to think about this before I say this last prayer. Have you invited God in for real? Now let's close our eyes and pray one more time. Father, I pray for everyone today who needs to invite you back in. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to see who needs to invite him back in. I'm going to pray for you. Please raise your hand. I see you. I see four, five, I see six, seven, I see several. I see several. Father, we pray for those home at home and here. Those online and those that are in the building, those on demand, wherever they are, healing, touching them, touch them right now. Let's all lift our hands and pray this prayer. Say, Lord, I invite you into my life. For real. I invite you to have a voice in my choices, in my attitude, in my love life, in my decisions. I am not perfect. I'm not as strong as I need to be. But I hear you today. I don't want to be like Cain. I want it to be your way, not my way. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, let that prayer be the beginning of something new. And may they walk out of here or may they leave this moment changed in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.